like to welcome everyone who is joining us for our Bible study tonight. This evening, we will be reading and reflecting upon the gospel for this coming Sunday. But before we begin, we would like to invite those of you who are joining us on YouTube to tell us your name and also to tell us where you are tuning in from. We'd love to hear from you, and we encourage you to participate in this evening's Bible discussions. Joining me this evening is Mike. Hi, Mike. Good evening. Hi, good evening. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. All right. Cool. All right. I can't believe we are at the end of November now. Oh, just about so it's hard to believe all right without further ado let's get started okay so we are going to be reading and discussing the gospel for this sunday november 29th the first sunday of advent hard to believe but here we are okay so let's talk about advent what is advent so advent is the beginning of the church year for most churches in western in western tradition it begins on the fourth Sunday before Christmas Day, which is the Sunday nearest November 30th and ends on Christmas Eve, December 24th. The focus of the entire season is on the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ in his first advent and the anticipation of the return of Christ the King in his second advent. Okay, let's talk about biblical themes in advent. So scripture readings during Advent reflect themes of hope, of eternal life, as well as accountability for our faithfulness. Looking back to the past and the birth of Christ, as well as the future of Christ's coming again, Advent can be a season of spiritual journey for individuals, as well as congratulations as we wait in a spirit of expectation, anticipation, preparation, and longing. Each year we await the rebirth of Christ when the world will be reconciled with God. The anointed one, a Messiah, will bring peace, justice, and righteousness to the world. Okay, let's talk about the colors of Advent. The, the traditions of Advent include the color of dark royal purple or sarum blue from the medieval sarum rite. Both symbolize preparation penitence and royalty to welcome the new king. The purple of Advent is also the color of suffering used during Lent and Holy Week. This points to an important connection between Christ's birth and death. The nativity, the incarnation, cannot be separated from the crucifixion. The purpose of Jesus' coming, oops, I'm sorry, the purpose of Jesus' coming into the world of the word made flesh and dwelling among us is to reveal God and his grace to the world through Jesus's life and teaching, but also through his suffering, death and resurrection. To reflect this emphasis, originally Advent was a time of penitence and fasting, much as the season of Lent and is so shared the color of Lent. And so shared the color of Lent. Red and green are, the more, are more secular colors of Christmas. They derive from older European practices of using evergreens and holly to symbolize ongoing life and hope that Christ's birth brings into a cold world. Although red and green are often used as part of the church decorations, they are never used as liturgical colors during Advent since those colors have other uses in other parts of the church year. Okay, so definitely some interesting facts there. All right, let's begin this evening with an opening prayer. 
Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we open our hearts, minds, and souls to worship you. Thank you that today we dwell in your kingdom and live in your presence. Thank you that as we gather together, we join with all Catholic Christians across the world to glorify your holy name. Come be with us, inspire us, and lead us in our time together. We ask all this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. So tonight, we are going to be talking about the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13, verses 32 through 37, the need for watchfulness. All right, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. Thank you, Kate. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his work, and orders a gatekeeper to keep watch. Watch, therefore, you do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, thank you, Mike. All right, just want to remind everyone this evening that Mike will be reading all of your comments and reflections as they come into our chat box. Okay, so we're going to take a look at our discussion questions based on this gospel reading. Okay, so let's look at our reflection questions. So the first question says, why do you think God doesn't reveal the date and time of the second coming? Okay, why do you think God doesn't reveal or let us know the date and time of the second coming? And we'll give everybody about 30 seconds or so to respond. And while everybody's filling in their answers, we're just gonna give a shout out to the people who have checked in so far. Uh, we have, oh, I lost track here. Uh, we have AJ, who is tuning in, says, good evening, everyone, tuning in from Maryland. All right, oh, AJ, hi, thank AJ. you. Uh, Fang says hi to all from Louisiana. Hello, Fang. Ernie is saying hello from Colorado. Good evening, Ernie. Uh, Janice is saying hello, everyone, uh, from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Good evening, Janice. Uh, we have Helga, who's coming in from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Good evening, Helga. Mm -hmm. uh, Angela, uh, good evening from sunny Florida. Hello, Angela. It's very cold up here in New Jersey today. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure. jealous right now. <laughs> uh, Miriam is also from Florida. She's from Miami. Good evening. Uh, we have Nimitz Reagan, who is from the Philippines. All right. Well, welcome. Bienvenida, amiga. Uh, we've got Pamela, who's coming in from Arizona. Good evening, Pamela. Bob says hi. Hello, Bob. Roxy uh, says God bless you all from Virginia. Hello. God bless Roxy. Uh, Trunk Peter is from uh Arlington, Texas. Very nice. Hello, Trung. Sandra is tuning in from Brooklyn, New York. Good evening, Sandra. All right. And we have some people who are amazed, says hello or hi. Okay. So the question again, Kate, can you re read the question one more time? Sure. So why do you think God doesn't reveal the date and time of the second coming? Why doesn't he let us know the date and time of the second coming? Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So we got a couple of answers who are coming in. Kate, do you want to go ahead and tell sure. us your thoughts um, about this first? All right. So I think that there, well, there might be a couple of reasons. First of all, I think that we always should be on watch and show our faithfulness to God, not just when we know he's coming or on the way. Um, that might be one reason. The other reason is that if I guess if people knew they'd probably be, you know, frightened, um, especially if I think for those closest to the time of his second coming. So in other words, I think it's, it's kind of a blessing we don't know, perhaps in some ways, but I think the main reason, if I were to guess, I think that it's because he want God wants us to remain faithful to him, not just when he's about to come. So um, I think that's the idea so that, you know, you just constantly show your friendship for God. So what do you think, Mike? I'm going to agree with you on that one. Can you imagine if everyone knew that like God's coming in 2023, for example, I mean, we, we all feel safe and sound right now to pretty much do what we want. <laughs> and then we'll make sure that, that we go to confession <laughs> right before 2023 comes. So that would be a little presumptuous. Be, yeah. The line for confession would be like, you know. We're going to have to start well. like at least a year early. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, it's just like, um, you know, a nanny who leaves the room for a little bit and, you know, the, lets the kids kind of play around in their playroom and then, you know, he or she comes and just kind of keeps an eye on them, you know, seeing that they're making the right decisions. Um, so that's what I kind of think why God doesn't reveal the date or time of the second coming. My question is, it says here that Jesus, the son does not know. I wonder if that's true to this day now that Jesus is up in heaven or was he just maybe saying that so that people wouldn't bother him about it? I don't know. So hmm. I don't know. Well, that's interesting because God and the Son are one, so that's, hmm. That's, so could, uh, could he be saying this just so that people don't start bothering him? These people, are the, why is it, you could tell me, Jesus, I'm not going to tell anyone. Why are you coming back? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, this is this all happened, we have to remember, before the crucifixion, you know? Right, true, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, there's a lot that the people, when Jesus was saying this, had no idea what was coming you know they they know that you know he's been talking about a temple being knocked down you know and rebuilt in three days and and all this stuff but i don't think they were putting two to two together if they even could you know mm -hmm. fathom just what jesus was about to endure and what he was about to do three days after you know his death you know obviously he rose from the dead so um I'm pretty sure Jesus probably really knew, but it just wasn't, it wasn't his place to, to reveal it. So hmm. that's just what I think. But we do have a lot of people who are uh, chiming in this evening. Uh, AJ says, I think God hides the timing of the second coming because you would have people who would wait until the last minute to repent and it wouldn't be a genuine one. I'm with you on that, AJ. So is Kate. Question. Yeah. Um, Angel says... But I went swimming today. Come on down, Angela. <laughs> I love swimming. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah, we can't get. Oh, yeah, man. once we're in the water, we'll we can't get out. We're like fish. I tell you, <laughs> yeah. if, if God brings us back for another round on Earth, I hope I'm an alligator. <laughs> I love water. <laughs> I love alligators. Uh, Helga says we have to be ready, prepared at any time. God, God's ways are mysterious. I agree, absolutely. Um, Sandra says that's a good question. Uh, Angela says to be prepared at all times. 
Uh, singing Angie, good evening, Singing Angie, says he wants us to live each and every day anticipating him and not becoming lazy in his plan for us. That sounds right. Because if we knew he wasn't coming for a long time, I, you know, we wouldn't live each day as if it was our, our last, you know? So if we really think about our, you know, just the seriousness of eternal life and that's forever, I think the majority of, majority of us um, who participate in this Bible study probably try our best to live um, each day as if it's our last, because we don't know when he's coming back, you know? And that's the good news is that we know he's coming back. There's a lot of people who don't even believe in Jesus, you know, so they're not, they're living as if there's no concern, you know? So I think you're, I, I agree with you on that, Angie, um, seeing Angie. Fong says, agree with AJ. Uh, it won't be genuine, true love for him. Always be ready. Good. And um, Sandra says, maybe because we would be panicked. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that's part of it too. Like if you knew, if you, if, if God lets you know the day and time that it's the end of your life, would you want to know that information? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously we will want to for the sake of making sure we're extra prepared, but you'd always be living with that, that fear that the, you know, the date and time is coming. So that's a good point. I didn't even think of that, Sandra. Thank you. Um, Amay says he gives, he does give timely warnings. Good to be prepared. Sure does. Uh, Singing Angie says we cannot lack in our spiritual gifts as we wait for our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Janice says, as we are told, we don't know the day nor the hour. We should live as though it could be our last day. I agree. Mm -hmm. Amay says, forgiveness is there even at the last minute. Thief on the cross. Uh, good point. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a sign. That's, that's something that I know for me is very comforting. You know, just how Jesus, you know, forgave the, the good thief on the cross, you know. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing that up amazed uh trunk says unfold until the the haven waiting in hope okay uh john says sorry we're late good evening john thank you uh okay it's actually john's daughter emily please pr uh, say a prayer for my dad uh we believe he could have covid certain we'll put him on our prayer list thank you certainly we'll do that so john okay Cordenac, Cordenac. Okay, thank you, Emily. Thank you. AJ says, we have seen a lot of end of time predictions and they have caused some panic, ignore them. Very true, very true. Mm -hmm. I was recently at a Wawa and they had this, Wawa's a, um, a convenience store, it's like a 7-Eleven around here in Jersey. And there was like a, a church group there with like the last day and they had a date and stuff like that. And it was just like really weird, it's like, mm -hmm. Jesus says he didn't know. I don't think he's going to let you know either. It's <laughs> <is> my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, we, no one knows, right? No one knows. So all these, like, all these uh, people predicting the end of the world. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Nimitz Reagan says, I have a question. After three days of darkness, what will happen next? Well, Nimitz, we actually decided that we're going to be doing um, a whole live stream session mm -hmm. dedicated to the three days of darkness. So we're going to plan that over Christmas break. If you guys are available, we'll get some wine and we can all sit around and live stream about the three days of darkness. Kate knows all the information about it than I do. I know. But, well, 
real quickly, Kay, what's going to happen after the three days of darkness? We're going to enter a period of peace, right? Right. Well, according to the prediction, there's supposed to be a long period of peace, joy, and happiness following the aftermath of the three days of darkness. But, um, but the flip side of it is that most of the Earth's population is supposed to be gone by then. So it's going to be, you know, I mean, and what that's going to be like, I mean, we don't know, but um, like Mike said, we're going to do a whole presentation, whole chat on the three days of darkness coming up. So please stay tuned. And we've had a lot of people very interested in the three days of darkness. Um, I've been, you know, hearing about it since, I guess, since the mid to late eighties is when I first started hearing about the three days of darkness. So it's, you know, the prophecies, it's been around for a long time, but just, um, I guess it hasn't been talked about too much until more recent years, or at least not, hasn't been in common conversation, I guess, until more recent years. So yeah, but yeah stay tuned. we'll definitely keep you posted when that's going to happen, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So um, sorry, Angela says, as, as long as there is breath in us, heaven is open. That's so true. Very good. Thank you for reminding us of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Emily says, but we do, but we both watch you um, and love your program. Thank you, Emily. We appreciate oh, thank it. Thank you. And please let your dad know that we're definitely going to be praying for him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. By the way, I do have an announcement um, when we get to the prayer section. Kate, just remind me of that, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, and then the last comment on this one is from Fang, who says, I think the day continuously changes depending on conversation or excuse me conversion and repentance and our prayers i think jonah's story uh when he warned the city of then then excuse me i can't say this Nineveh, Nineveh? Nineveh? Yep, that's it uh mm -hmm. the king changed charged the city to all repent well that's a good point of bringing mm -hmm. that up um the, the story of jonah and how the city did repent sorry i couldn't pronounce that okay um Thank you, Fong, for sharing that with us. All right, Kay, I think we're ready for our next question. Okay, thanks, Mike. Okay, next question um, says, Jesus says to be alert. How do you keep alert? So what do we think about that? So Jesus says to be alert. How do you keep alert? What do you think Jesus meant when he was saying to keep alert? <clears throat> we'll give everybody about 30 seconds to type in their answers. So meanwhile, what do you think, Mike, about keeping alert? Well, I'm thinking that I'm wondering, I guess, I'm guessing this question is um, more like an individual, how us as individuals do, right? So like maybe your way is different than mine, but how I keep alert. Um, well, I make sure that I cover my rosary every day. Um, I go to mass I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that these are things that have come over time. So what happens with me, how I'm, that's one of my biggest fears is becoming lukewarm in my faith. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing more tragic for a Catholic than when you go through a dry period. And I've experienced, you know, several dry periods in my life. So what I try to do is I constantly try to add more um, responsibilities for my faith. You know, I take my faith and be responsible for it and continuously try to make sacrifices and put in its place something that is directly connected to Christ and, and growing a faith. So for me, over the past couple of years, 
Um, I started with going to daily mass and then I did the rosary. Um, I'm currently doing the 15 prayers of St. Bridget's, which is a, another 25 minute prayer. And it's a challenge, but mm -hmm. um, it certainly is, is good because it'd be 25 minutes away from maybe playing on a computer or watching television. It's, it's, it's kind of like fasting from doing what I would naturally feel like I want to do as someone who could be lazy sometimes and being proactive with my faith and trying to deter any further, um, you know, distractions from my faith, you know, just kind of making sure I try to nurture it. So for me, that's what I do. I try to add um, and build more um, every couple months, add something new, a new challenge. So now my most recent one is doing um, a holy hour every week, you know, and so that's where I'm at now. What will be my next one? I don't know. The Holy Spirit, I, I trust, will inspire me to do that. So that's how I try to keep alert and, you know, and whatnot. How about you, Kate? What are your thoughts? How do you try to stay alert? Um, well, some of the, some similar things to what you said, definitely daily rosary, things like that. Um, definitely the first thing that comes to mind, first and foremost, keeping your soul constantly in a perpetual state of grace. That's very, very important because um, I think putting God first, I guess, above all things is how you stay alert. And But I think you hit on the key word, Mike, when you talked about the idea of nurturing. So like spiritual nurturing, you know, nurturing. So spiritual nourishment for your soul, just like we need the physical nourishment, like food, things like that. But we also need the spiritual nourishment. And, and for each person, I think the spiritual nourishment what need might be different depending on the individual. So, and uh, the individual's situation like that Christ puts us in, in our life, the station of life, like what we're called to do and, you know, and so forth. So how well do we use our talents and that kind of thing too. So, yeah, that's to me, that's what I think the idea is of being alert. So definitely putting God first, keep your soul in a state of grace and so forth just always I, feeling i like how you pointed that out that everyone's unique you know whatever position we are in life because not everybody can do this that this and that you know what i mean so and other people might find it for them they're being called to do this this that like go this way in regards to doing it this way so there's not i don't like you said there's not a one way for everyone that fits kind of deal i know mm -hmm. several years ago that going to daily mass was not possible for me either you know i'm just in a position right now where i'm able to do that and you know and some other people are able to do maybe go to a food shelter every week or whatever that's something that this time in my life i i can't say that i can do right now but um because of my schedule and stuff but it's, it, it's, it's definitely never a competition, but it's about yourself and what you feel the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. And the, the number one thing you have, you have to do is you have to respond. It's mm -hmm. too easy to say, yeah, I'll start Monday or, you know, the brand new year is coming in like a month and a half. I'll start then. No, 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 no. If today you hear his voice hard mm -hmm. and not your heart. So that means start immediately right? Because so. each, yeah, each person has a different cross to carry too in life that they're Absolutely. dealing with too. And each person yes. has a different set of talents. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, all those things, like you said, the responsiveness is definitely important. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. we got some comments coming in, uh, starting with Angela, who says, 
uh, pray at all times. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Um, and it's important to note that like people think prayer, they think like, you know, actual like dinner, just like making acts of sacrifice to the Lord is a form of prayer, you know? So just like mm -hmm. thinking about Jesus, like maybe, maybe you're in the kitchen making pasta. Just think about how Our Lady was in, the, in their kitchen making dinner, preparing for, you know, Joseph and Jesus, you know? I mean, things like that are also prayer. So it is possible to pray all the time. It doesn't have to be a structured vocal prayer. It could be just meditating and, and just thinking of our Lord and, and things of that sort. So thank you, Angela. That's a great idea. Um, AJ says, you keep alert by doing God's will at all times and communicate frequently in prayer. Again, awesome prayer. Uh, Sandra says, reflect on the state of your soul. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Very important. Uh, Patricia says, be forever vigilant and pray the rosary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, see, Emily says, does being alert mean resisting temptation, uh, complacency, and lack of gratitude? Keeping the faith, maybe? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the devil's always knocking on our door. So absolutely, that is being alert, you know? Mm, I'm going to be honest with you. I had a terrible, terrible day today. Like, I just felt the demons were just like, mm. like mm. I, I felt like I was in a boxing ring with them. You know, honestly, like, they really knocked me down today and really got to me and you forget that these demons they know you very well they know your weaknesses and they certainly know mine and so um what you're saying here is resisting temptation and and all that is definitely part of keeping alert you know and just be mindful of the reality of what's going on of things that we don't see you know sometimes we're tempted to say oh i'm just a horrible person I have these thoughts are coming through my mind um, oh, this is happening to me. But you don't forget, we're constantly at battle, a spiritual battle with actual real beings. And um, we just don't fortunately visibly see them. And it's too often very easy to forget that and think that the problem is rooted with us, you know. But we certainly do have to be mindful of our bad habits and our own um, saying yes to temptations and, and sinning, but we also have to also be aware that we're at a spiritual war right now. So we are the church in battle, I think it's called. Um, and then the next church when we're, when we enter purgatory will be, uh, the church suffering. And then, you know, the, the church where we all want to be in is the church up in heaven. So anyway, uh, that's a good point, Emily, for, for pointing that out. Fang suggests that pray fast, uh, pray and fast to protect ourselves from the, like, gosh, I can't read tonight, um, from the mechanisms of the devil. Okay, so with the devil, yes, exactly. Uh, stay in a state of grace to always keep our moral conscious, conscience uh, sharpened. Absolutely. Um, and May says, but we have to infuse it with our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Yes, Definitely always find a way to bring God in every little thing that you do. Always be mindful that our Lord is there. And it's always good to reflect on the lives of the saints because, mm -hmm. you know, they've been through everything that we've been through, that we're going through, you know, they really could be good role models for us. Um, I always, here we go about me again, but I'm sorry. Um, I used to really um, battle with sexual stuff. And so for me, um, St. Augustine was always my, my go-to saint because he went through something similar. You know, he, he lived a really crazy life in his youth. And then fortunately the prayers of St. Monica, his mother, 
um, were heard and, you know, St. Augustine experienced a, a conversion. So for me, St. Augustine is someone who I feel like he's my go-to saint, you know, when I start getting these images in my mind that I don't want, or maybe I do want, and I know I don't want, I shouldn't want them, you know? So the, the saints are excellent role models for us because they weren't perfect, you know? They became Christ-like through the grace of Christ, you know, but they weren't always perfect. They were, all of them had sin at one point or another. None of them were born without sin, you know, other than Our Lady. So always good to the saints. So, all right, moving on. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my spot. If I skip over yours, guys, it's, it's deeply not, not what I wanted to do. Singing Angie says, strive for a deeper relationship uh, with God every day. That is how we stay alert and why we won't know the day and time he will come. All right, that's a good point. I think I actually jumped ahead here. Um, AJ says, I've been trying to imitate the prophet Daniel and King David and trying to pray three times a day. I'm working at it. That's awesome, AJ. That's cool. a good idea. Absolutely. Katie says, a good evening, Katie, says, loving God above all things, need to help others. Quote, whatever you do uh, to the least of my brothers, you did for me. Good, good point, Katie. Thank you. Trung says, we don't know the end of the, we don't know the end of the day of our life. So watch it. So mm -hmm. true. We all assume that we have tomorrow, but there's no guarantee we're going to wake up tomorrow. So that's a good point, Trung. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, Angela says, say the act of contrition each night and examine your conscience. That's a good thing to do. I should start doing that. Amay mm -hmm. says, um, that's my point, Katie. Will prayer, et cetera, only save us? Okay. Um, Kate, that's a good question. Do you want to? Will prayer, will prayer yeah. and. Will, will prayer save us? Will pray, well, the prayer, I think that we should constantly be prayerful because, you know, they say that, um, I'm trying to remember the saint that said this and maybe somebody knows, but um, if you, you know, don't pray, I can't think of the exact quotation, but um, you, anyway, it's a danger to your soul not to pray. So, because prayer, you know, helps with your relationship with God, your communication with God. And if there's no communication with God, it affects the relationship. So obviously, you know, we pray, we know, you know, we have the commandments, you know, and, you know, the teachings of Christ. So, but I think prayer is definitely essential. Look at how often... Um, Jesus prayed as a model for us in scriptures, you know, so definitely he communicated with the father um, constantly. And I think that we should do the same because if you don't have prayer, you don't have that communication with God and relationship involves communication. So. There's a meme um, that was floating around. I think it's actually on our Facebook page. Um, it's a quote from uh, Padre Pio who said, those who pray often have hope. Those who pray a little are in great, great danger. And then those who do not pray are lost. So yeah, prayer is similar to that. that yeah, it's, it's something like that. So. Yeah. Prayer can change the night to day. Absolutely. So prayer is definitely something that you definitely want to make sure you're on top of. So, all right. Um, let's continue really quickly. Blue Man Chicago, good evening, says that um, daily rosary is a must. Meditate on the rosaries, um, the mysteries of the rosaries. Um, and don't say it robotically. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, 
Katie says, I think we need good deeds in addition to prayers. Well, I always look at good deeds as kind of like a fruit from, from you know, having a close relationship with God. Because when we're close to God, we want to imitate God. And God fills us with grace, which naturally produces that desire to love and want to help people. You know, I think it's impossible to say that you have a close relationship with God and be stagnant in life and, and doing good stuff. So I think, a, what was that quote? Um, Faith without good works is dead. Did, was that a quote from a saint? So. I think it's a quotation somewhere along the lines. Okay. Heard before. All right. All right. So you have to me. produce fruit, like, you know, remain in God and you'll be fruitful and you'll produce the, use the God's gifts and you'll right. produce the fruits. So and Jesus you, spoke many times about, you know, how the, you know, produce fruit and the, the dead branches will be thrown to the fire. So yeah, absolutely. So definitely you want to definitely do good works, but they should be done out of love, not because you're trying to save your soul or you're trying to, you know, make God happy. It has to be done out of love. So, which could be a challenge. It's not, it's not always easy doing that. Um, <clears throat> okay, guys, I'm sorry. I did skip a lot of comments here because I'm, I lost track. Uh, we're going to go down to Fang, um, who says, pray to Mary uh, in the rosary. Think of the wedding in Cana. She will tell you to do whatever Jesus tells you to do. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Good job. And you know, it's funny, Fang, that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about this the other day. Not only does Our Lady tell us to do that, but so does God when they're at the top of the mountain, Mount Tabor, I think it is, uh, during the Transfiguration, you know, and I think it was Peter suggesting, you know, that it's good that we're here, we can pitch a tent. And God reminds him to, you know, do what my son tells you to do. Or right. Yeah, something. this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Right. right. Yes. So. Thank you, Kate. So in other words, listen to Jesus, guys. Okay. Vicky says, Jesus commanded us to pray always. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Blue Man Chicago says, Jesus admonished his apostles for uh, falling asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane instead of praying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, so prayer is definitely important. Okay. Yeah, this this gospel reminds me of that too, the Garden of Gethsemane, because be watchful, stay alert, alert. So. Okay, thank you, guys. I'm sorry if I skipped anyone's comments because it's it's very small here on the little screen that I have here. So I apologize, and I did lose my place there. I'll try to be more vigilant. Um, and then last one here, and then we're going to move on. Kate, actually, two more. Um, Angela says, Saint Paul says, fight the good fight, finish the race, and keep the faith. Amen. And AJ says, pray without ceasing. Ceasing says, St. Paul. And then Fong says, your scriptural rosaries are godsend. Thank you. Fong, we're, we're happy that those are helpful. Thank you very much. Thank okay, you. Kate, we're going to move on to the next question, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Mike. All right, so next it says, do you feel ready for Jesus's return? Why or why not? So do you feel ready for Jesus's return? So if he came knocking on your door right now, are you ready? So if he's like ringing your doorbell right now or knocking, are you ready to answer the door and have him be there? Or, you know, so what do you think? Good question. Thinking of dominoes, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe he'll bring pizza too. <laughs> um, so we'll just give everybody a few seconds to put in your answer. Are you ready? If Jesus were to come, are you ready? Do you feel ready? Why or why not? Kate, do you want to start this one? Okay. Um, sure. Well, 
I think with, you know, is right now, I think if he were to come right this moment, I think, you know, part of me would say, sure, like spiritually, I, you know, believe I'm ready, hopefully, um, as far as I know. Um, but then the other side of it is, well, wait a minute, it's like, you feel like there's so much to do, um, I guess, because we're so caught up in responsibilities and just earthly things that, you know, um, so in that sense, it's, I guess, because being a person, I always like to be prepared for things and have notice and be everything scheduled. So, but, um, so yeah, I think in one sense, you know, spiritually you might be ready, but in another sense, trying to break away from the world and you're like, wait a minute, I've got to, you know, do this, 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 or, you know, I don't know that kind of thing. So, or then for some people, it might be just the opposite. They just, they might not be spiritually ready, but you know, they're just want to escape from the world or, you know, whatever. So I guess, you know, this is different for each person depending on, you know, first of all, the important thing is, are you spiritually ready? That's, that's the important thing. And the rest just, you know, you just got to let go. So what do you think, Mike? Well, I'm in a good, I'm in an, um, the need of a good confession. So if he can come Saturday, I can say I'm definitely ready. Because <laughs> again, I had a really brutal day with the demons. But um, I would say, honestly, myself, I do feel like um, I'm ready for Jesus. I don't know if I'm going to get any more ready than than the inedible, oh, gosh, what's that word? Inedible? I can't speak tonight. Inevitable? That's it. Inevitable. Thank you. Um Honestly, because the more we're in this world, the more we are more at battle. Danger. Yeah, we're we're at a danger with not only with the world, but with the demons and the Satan. What Satan's always trying to pull us and try to get us go astray. And you know, again, he's very clever. He knows our weaknesses and he knows how to make things happen without us even realizing who's behind it all. So, um, but we we I think we should definitely live every day as if today's the day that Jesus is returning. And if you live by that, that golden rule, then, you know, when he does come, you're going to say, what took you so long? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, so we got some uh, commenters. Sandra says, I would have regrets for not being perfect, but I'm ready. Sandra, I'm the same mm -hmm. way. I don't think I'll ever be perfect. I think purgatory, if I'm even lucky to get there, is definitely on the stop for my itinerary, unfortunately. But, you know, it is a blessing at the same time. You know, that's where we're going to be made, you know, like sparkling pure, you know, so that we will be um, worthy to go into heaven. So um, Timon, good evening, Timon. Timon says, we must be prepared and vigilant. Go to confession, go to mass, pray the rosary and chaplet. Amen. That's good, good right. advice there. Confession definitely helps. So definitely do that. Uh, Vicky says, yes, come Jesus. Vicky's ready. Uh, Sandra says, there's always more I wish I would have accomplished. Well, if you can think of what you need to do, Sandra, now's the time to do it. Absolutely. Don't let anything stop you because we're not promised a tomorrow. So if there's things that you feel that the Holy Spirit and that the Lord is calling you to do, then again, if you today, if today you hear my voice hard and not your heart, definitely you want to respond to that. But yeah, there's always stuff that that's, there's work to be done. So I think that's why, you know, the Lord hasn't come yet, but um, hopefully it'll be coming soon. Blue Man Chicago says, we all fall short of God's expectations, but mm -hmm. be as ready as you can. Good advice. Mm -hmm. um, Fang says, um, I try to be. What I do know is that I feel excitement to see him instead of fear. I hope that's a mm -hmm. good thing. 
I think that is a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I often wonder if it's a good thing for myself too, Fung, because I hear all these stories where the saints are petrified and, you know, and there's a prayer that I do every day. I think it's by St. Ambrose. It's the prayer before mass and before Holy Communion. And the first line is, I come, I approach your table um, in fear and trembling mm -hmm. for my sins. And I actually, on the other hand, look forward to going into mass and, and, and things of that sort. So I wonder if I'm, what's wrong with me, you know? Like I do, but we also have to understand, St. Ambrose was after, or excuse me, he was before Divine Mercy, that Divine Mercy was made known to us um, by Jesus through St. Faustina. So Fong, perhaps that's the reason why we feel trust, you know, a great trust in God's mercy is because Jesus told us through St. Faustina with Divine Mercy that he's offended when souls do not trust in his mercy and that he welcomes the greatest of all sinners to come and immerse themselves in this great mercy. So perhaps you and I have gotten that message and we've embraced that message. And that's why it's not to say that when we sin, we're not, you know, in fear of, you know, of the Lord, but at the same time, I think we, we have this great trust in God's mercy. And, you know, we think, or we feel such a tightness to our Lord that we've, we are one of his sheep, you know? So I think that's how I can relate with you on that phone, okay? Uh, AJ says, St. Paul says, quote, I, ca I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. Oh, that's a good point, AJ. Thank you. He also goes on to say, I am asking God for forgiveness for the wrong I've done. I need a good confession as well. When I was in Los Angeles, when I had my conversion, I went to a priest for a general confession. And that's one of these deals where you go in there and you just everything that you, that you can think of that the Holy Spirit inspires you to recall. It's a beautiful, beautiful experience where you just confess every single thing, just get everything, all your little secrets, all your deeds, even the, the smallest, just get it out. And I just remember I was drenched with sweat and it almost felt as if, you know, it was all this load coming off of me and, and the sin coming out of my body. It was such a real it's an awesome experience. If you guys ever want to, I would even ask your priest if you can schedule a general confession. Don't do it during regular confession time because everyone will they'll be very upset at you because it takes a while. But it's just a beautiful thing if you get a chance to do that. I think I should probably go back to that sometime soon. It's been a while, so, but definitely. Nancy, good evening. Nancy says, I uh, want to go to confession, but don't know anybody to be sick from COVID. Yeah, there are churches that are still are still um, not taking confessions in parts of the country. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's a shame, Nancy. It's just to get that weight off your shoulders. Yeah, I, I feel your pain on that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing you probably have already checked, but maybe if you can check outside your local diocese and maybe do a little bit of a, of a driving just just for that, because it's gosh, it's such a beautiful thing. Confession, just being freed from all that. Uh, amazed says checklist. I'm not quite sure what that is. Amazed. Uh, Vicky says the unknown is always scary, but if we keep in, in prayer, go to confession. Yes. So Vicky is ready. Uh, Sing Angie says, I wish I could say that I am, but I don't feel ready. I feel I have more spiritual growth left to do. That's awesome. Sing Angie. So the time's now. So hopefully 
you know, you're doing it. So I'm sure I'm, I trust you probably are. Um, <clears throat> man, a lot of comments here and I sc scrolled away from it again. Uh, Katie says it's very scary. I, I try to do the best. I'm not sure I would ever feel 100% ready. As soon as we leave confession, we sin. Same boat. Yep. Yeah. Katie, it's, it's just a part of being a human. We're broken, you know, and God knows we're broken. And so that's why his mercies is always open for us. You know, we, we have to keep coming back. He's our spiritual doctor, you know? So it's a good thing that you feel that, that you're not worthy because I think if you felt worthy, then there'd be a problem, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that would, that would be, that would be pride because none of us are worthy, you know? That's, but, yeah, yeah, that's Kate. true. Like, no, I was going to say like, like when I'm at, done at the end of confession, it's almost like, it's weird. It's almost like I'm thinking to myself, okay, the moment I walk out this door, I'm, you know, I'm in danger again. They need penance and you think, okay, this is great. I'm going to strive harder and harder to do the right thing. And then it's like, you know, you always, you always keep trying. I think that's the important thing. So, but yeah, the moment you walk out of that confession door, it's like, oh man, I gotta, you know, I gotta be strong. I gotta keep going. You know, there's always that, you know, like it's almost like you want to stay in that state of like complete ecstasy. You don't want to be like tarnished again and have to go back to confession again, but of course you do. So, but, um, but and yeah. What's the first thing that happens? Someone cuts you off on the highway and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> well then you have to Never pray fails. for that yeah you say a prayer you say a prayer for that person <laughs> uh mr noah strickland good evening says doing my best to remain in the state of grace what a glorious day uh that will be our father amen amen uh blue man chicago says it took me a long 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 time to wake up to the fact that daily rosary is a must same here mm -hmm. of course frequent reception of eucharist and frequent confession also a must. Amen. I have to agree with you on the rosary. Like that, that was something new to me, like as of recently as two years ago. And I've been able to break great big habits that I've been chained to for the longest time. The second I started doing the rosary and made it like something that's a part of my daily life. And now I can't imagine not doing the rosary. So I'm with you on that blue man. Uh, Trung says it's hard to answer. We're ready for Jesus. Um, to come, but nobody wants to die. Hmm. Yeah, that's the part we have to go through to get to Jesus is, is the passing, but everyone's done it. And if it's, you know, it could be a little, um, a little scary, but you just have to remember, you know, Jesus died, all the saints died. And, you know, when we die, we, we don't, we don't technically die, die. Our soul just continues. So, and we had that hope that we're going to be waking up and Jesus could be right there. And, um, you know, if we were tight with him, I think we're okay. We're going to be in a good spot, but God, well, keep praying. It's the only thing we can do. That's our only hope is prayer, you know, and trust in God's mercy. Um, okay. Uh, Jilk. Good evening. Jilk says, thank you for doing this. Jilk, thank you for joining us. We're, we're happy to have someone new join us. We do this every Tuesday evening. Janice says, definitely need to get to confession. Thank you, Kate and Mike, for the many opportunities you give us to pray along with you on YouTube. God's many blessings to you both. Thank you, Janice. We're really, we're really grateful for this opportunity to, to do this project. So this is awesome. Uh, Fang says, I love a prayer for daily neglects. I got to look into that one. Hmm. Uh, Sandra says, sorry, I missed that mic about confession. Uh, I don't remember what I said about confession. 
Oh, it's called a general confession. So it's a little bit different. A general confession, first of all, you want to schedule with the priest. Um, you don't want to go into the confessional line because it takes a long time and you're going to get a lot of people angry at you. But a general confession is when you um, meet with the priest and you just pretty much go through the examination of conscience and you want to get rid of every sin that you, that, that comes to, comes to your mind that the Holy spirit enlightened you, even things way back in your childhood. You just want to clear your soul as much as you can. Not that your sins haven't been forgiven in previous, you know, confessions. It's just, it's just a, it's confession times 10, you know, it's, it's a, it's like a deeper clean. I don't know if that makes any sense comparing it to a car wash, but um, it's just a nice thing to do. And if you, if you want to like, just talk to your priest about it and see if you can schedule an appointment to do that. So I had to, I mean, I was a, I was like 25 at the time. And again, I went through, like, I had a really party lifestyle and I did all sorts of things. I wasn't a practicing Catholic during those times. I went to church, but that was because I didn't want to lie to my dad who would ask me if I went to church. So you know, I had a lot on my plate, a lot on my soul that I needed to get off, you know, because even though I had my conversion, I still had that weight of, of sin attached to me. So, but again, I went through that confession and it was just like the sweat was pouring off my body. It was just, it was a surreal experience. Nancy, good evening from Canada. Hello, Nancy. Um, Angela says one time I told the priest in confession to put me down for all of them. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> same here, Angela. I bet you Angela would be cool to hang out with Kate. We got we have to go to Florida sometime, go swimming. <laughs> she sounds like a like, lot like us. Uh, Fong says, search um, a detailed examination of conscience. Um, it's amazing what you don't realize that are sins, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. AJ uh, is responding to Fong. Uh, we will have to give an account to the Lord. Chris Coffrey, Coffee, excuse me. Good evening, Chris. Says, greatest words I've ever heard. I absolve you of your sins. Mm. I floated out on air. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. I just love that prayer. That's, I know exactly that feeling you're talking about, Chris. Uh, Blue Man says, COVID can only wound the flesh. Greatly inflated numbers. Not receiving the sacraments can wound the soul. We agree with that. Sandra says, saying the Holy Rosary is like getting a message from, for your heart and soul. Amen. Uh, Fong says, Blue Man, totally agree. I know there are people using it as an excuse not to go. Mm -hmm. I agree. Becky Adams. Good evening, Becky. Becky's come, uh, tuning in from Texas. Uh, says, I say my rosary every day. Awesome, Becky. Awesome. Sandra says, thank you, Mike. Blue Man says, meditate the rosary. Yes. Yes, don't race through it. We have to meditate it. I agree with you. Um, Arturo, good evening, Arturo Rubio says, God bless you all brothers and sisters. First time here. I didn't know it exists. Great job. Thank you. Arturo, thank you. We're happy to have thank you with you. us. We do this every Tuesday, 8 PM. We try to go for 45 minutes, but we always go over time. I, mm -hmm. right, um, Timon says, trying to stay in the state of grace. As you mentioned earlier, Mike, sometimes I also allow my thoughts to get the better of me, especially sexual thoughts. I need to work on that. Well, you know, everywhere you turn on television, the billboards on the highways, it's everywhere. Like Pete, the way people dress, it really is a hard thing to turn away from sometimes. But God says, if your eyeballs cause you to sin, pluck them out. Obviously he wasn't speaking literally, but that's how much danger it is to 
to look at, to, to entertain yourself with that stuff. So that's why we have to stay focused on, on prayer, receive communion as much as we can and go to confession every time we fall because those things are spiritual weapons for us. And it'll get, it'll help to, the temptations will always be there, but it'll give us strength to be able to, you know, reject them as opposed to if we weren't equipped with that armor. Uh, Miriam says, despite the sorrows and failures, there's something to be thankful for each and every day. Amen, Miriam. Um, ACI, good evening, says, every day we try to be ready for Jesus's return, but due to our sinful nature, it can be terribly hard to avoid sinning. That's why we must renew our resolution to love the Lord daily. Good point, ACI. I, um, I recently made the consecration to Jesus through Mary. Here's my consecration ring. So I do the consecration prayer every day. Like that's the first thing I do is I turn on my light, my light on my uh, nightstand. And before I even like pour myself a cup of coffee, I renew my consecration to Jesus. And then I renew my consecration to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And that really sets the tone for the day. It reminds me of who I'm working for, who I'm on this life living for and what my focus should be. So I, for myself, if I can give any suggestions, I always suggest you guys start. The first thing you do is say a prayer, you know, even if it's a consecration prayer or whatever prayer you choose to do. So, um, Sandra, Mike, I meant message, not massage. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, Pamela says, I've got to go a little early tonight. Uh, God bless you all and have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, Pamela. Oh, thank you. God bless you. Have a great Thanksgiving. And our last one here, Blue Man says, sex has been uh, weaponized by the, the cable, oh boy, um, to demoralize us. Yeah, mm -hmm. it certainly has and it's everywhere. It's in the music. Boy, I'll tell you, some of the songs you had no idea were sexualized are, do, do you know the song Sledgehammer? I wanna be mm -hmm. uh, your sledgehammer. Well, I finally got to figuring out what that song's about and it's not very nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna do these last two comments. Kate, I think we're gonna have to skip the last question or maybe we just kind of browse through really quick. Um, Amaze says this chat tonight has been, has really blessed me. Amaze, thank you very much. We thank appreciate you. that comment. And Fong says, be thankful for our plans, our, our pains and sorrows also. Be thankful for our pains and sorrows also. God has given us an opportunity to carry our crosses alongside him. Fong, good advice, good advice. Mm, we can offer those up. Strength. Yes, yeah. we can offer our pains up for the souls in purgatory. They're very redemptive if we allow them to be, if we acknowledge them and not try to, you know, just cast them aside, you know, and complain like I do. Okay, Kate, last question. Okay, so last one is, is it possible that at the end of time, that the end of time discussed by Jesus simply refers to a person's death. So is that possible? Now, um, I don't know how we want to do this first time. Is that something you guys might want to reflect on or that we can all reflect on? Okay, but that's um, the last one. So, um, so I guess we can, you know, so I guess if you guys have comments on that, you can let us know, feel free to um, chat. But I guess in the interest of time, we should probably move toward the end. Okay, so thank you guys once again for joining us. Um, let's talk about what the Catechism of the Catholic Church says. So it says, Christian hope unfolds from the beginning of Jesus's preaching and the proclamation of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes raise our hope toward heaven as the new promised land. They trace the path that leads through the trials that await the disciples of Jesus. 
but through the merits of Jesus Christ and his passion, God keeps us in the hope that does not disappoint. Hope is the sure and steadfast anchor of the soul that enters where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf. Hope is also a weapon that protects us in the struggle of salvation. Let us put on the breastplate of faith and charity and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. It affords us joy even under trial. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Hope is expressed and nourished in prayer, especially in the Our Father, the summary of everything that hope leads us to desire. We can therefore hope in the glory of heaven promised by God to those, to those who love him and do his will. In every circumstance, each one of us should hope with the grace of God to persevere to the end and to obtain the joy of heaven as God's eternal reward for the good works accomplished with the grace of Christ. In hope, the church prays for all men to be saved. She longs to be united with Christ, her bridegroom, in the glory of heaven. Hope, O oh my soul, hope. You know neither the day nor the hour. Watch carefully, for everything passes quickly, even though your impatience makes doubtful what is certain and turns a very short time into a long one. Dream that the more you struggle, the more you prove the love that you bear your God, and the more you will rejoice one day with your beloved in a happiness and rapture that can never end. Okay, so that's the end of our Bible study notes. All right, um, does anyone have any special intentions that they would like to have prayed for? And I remember, Mike, you had um, something that you wanted to announce here. Yeah, I've been asking for prayers for this young girl, <clears throat> Natalie. Uh, she was, she's 18, and uh, she had a, a stroke that left her in a coma. Well, I'm happy to say she's back to walking, and she's making a really great recovery. And um, her family wants to make sure that everyone who's prayed for her knows how appreciative they are. So thank you everyone for praying for Natalie. So the prayers have been answered um, favorably um, and she's making good progress. She still has a long way to go, but um, it, they really were close to saying that she wasn't gonna make it, you know, but God again has proven that he has the last word on things. So thank you for their prayers. Cool. Uh, we have AJ who says, please pray that I have a good 21st birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday, AJ. Oh, happy birthday, AJ. Um, and also for Nigeria in this time of trouble. So definitely we'll pray for Nigeria as well. Earlier we had Emily who's asking prayers for her father who has, who I think um, they think has COVID. So we will certainly pray for, her. his name is John uh, Korczek. Okay, so we'll definitely keep our prayers for, for John. Um, Let's see if anyone else is. Um... Oh, Katie says, I thought of, I thought of and prayed for Natalie today. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, oh, isn't that amazing? Awesome. Sandra is asking, please pray for Roseanne and all special needs people and their caregivers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, ACI says, I was late because I just got off hospital duty. I'm so glad to be here in the Bible study Group. We're happy to have you, oh, ACI. Thank you. thank you for all of your work that you're doing for the hospitals. Yeah, I was just going to say definitely. Um, Noah Strickland is asking for prayers for uh, his dad and cousin who are sick with COVID and for his grandfather who had emergency surgery last night. 
Thank you. I'm grateful for you and Kate and Mike here. Thank you very much. And for all of you guys, <laughs> thanks you guys for your prayers. So absolutely no, we will certainly keep your dad and cousin in prayers. I lost an uncle this week. So um, um, if you guys wouldn't mind praying for his soul, for the repose of his soul, we're going to have a Catholic mass for him this coming Saturday. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind, that'd be great. Uh, Glenda, good evening, Glenda, says prayer intentions for the repose of the souls of Rosie Rabina, Juanito Rabina, and George Obri, and all the souls in purgatory. Absolutely. We'll certainly write those names down. Okay. All right. Juanito and George or Jorge. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, Philip, good evening, Philip. Philip is asking for prayers for his fiance and him for their anxieties. Anxieties are tough. Absolutely, Philip. We certainly will pray for you and your fiance. Okay. Um, hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Uh, Sing Angie says prayers for a teacher, coworker who had a major back surgery yesterday. She mm -hmm. has three rods, two of them broke. Oh, I need a fixing. Oh. Okay, we certainly will pray. Okay. Uh, Fong is asking for prayers for the Pope and our Holy Mother Church in the end of confusion and division. Yeah, we definitely need healing. Absolutely. Uh, Freddie's asking for prayers for good health. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I hope I'm not missing anyone's prayer request. If I am, I do sincerely apologize. Okay. Okay. All right, Kate, I think that's all we have coming in for this evening. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for submitting your prayer requests. Okay. Um, let's go to our closing prayer now. Okay. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed and the thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. All right. Um, we want to remind everybody um, to check us out at on our podcast and the platforms listed there. So you can listen to us on the go. Um, so also on Thursday nights, we have a live chat show at 8 p.m. Eastern time. However, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. So our next live chat show will not be until next week. Okay, so not this Thursday, but next Thursday. So which we want to remind everybody, by the way, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving this Thursday. Okay, and you know, um, we hope all of you enjoy the blessings of your families and so forth. So happy and safe Thanksgiving for uh, to everybody out there. Okay. All right. Um, anything you want to say before we close tonight, Mike? I just want to re reiterate what you said, Kate. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in this evening. We do this every Tuesday. God bless everyone. Have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Okay, take care. God bless everybody. <laughs>